0: Money Sense is brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group, four-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. Ellen
1: Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go
0: to ellenbecker.com and listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 and Sundays at noon.
1: Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor for the Becker Investment Group. Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just north of I-94 between Highway 164 and Highway F in the Ridgeview Corporate Park, and also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also serve as clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit AllenBecker.com for more details. My guest today is Sarita Valmond, chronic pain coach and wellness consultant. And we're going to talk today about when your health is in crisis and when your financial health may be in crisis because of that as well. So welcome, Sarita. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you for your time today as well, Heather. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, let's dive in. If you want to give us a bit of background about yourself and just introduce uh, yourself to our listeners.
0: Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, I am a chronic pain coach and wellness consultant. I empower people of color that are living with chronic pain, and I help them get back control of their bodies and lives using natural alternatives, a.k.a. no medications. Mm. And so for me, and I'll go quick in my story because it could get a little tedious, (laughs) but um, actually almost seven years now, I was actually July 4th, 2016, I was rear-ended by a drunk driver at a stoplight. And after that, um, my world really changed. I can imagine. Yes, I was a science experiment for close to a year, going to all these different doctors and specialists. And unfortunately, no one can tell me what was wrong. And then I was prescribed different prescriptions. And at the worst of my journey, I was on about approximately um, 15 medications, upwards of 30 pills a day. And I was rapidly deteriorating. And one of the specialists I went to um, said to me, you need to get your paperwork together. Your son is going to be your caretaker. And at that time, he was a senior in high school getting ready to go to college to play football. And I'm like, no, this is not what is going to happen. And so I really had to go through, unfortunately, you know, that whole, you know, ordeal to figure out what to do next as far as for when it comes to my health. And so once I was able to go ahead and go through that, um, and, of course, I'm saying it very lightly because it was a very, (laughs) very huge ordeal that I went through, Um, but I ended up having, like, a complete mental breakdown. And when I was having that mental breakdown, I, you know, had a moment where my phone just, like, beeped. And I'm just like, you know, thinking, oh, it's just a notification, but it really just stopped me in my tracks to be like, well, wait a minute. Why haven't you researched the different diagnoses that you've received to see what other alternatives are available to you? Because you're pretty much just, you know, going to specialist after specialist and just kind of taking, you know, what everyone's saying to you, but not really taking control of the situation, you know, myself. And so once that happened, I, um, at that time, was diagnosed with five things. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, uh, myofascial pain syndrome, degenerative disc disease in my neck, chronic migraines, and nerve damage. And so that's why I was on so many medications, in essence, for the symptom control. But I decided to dive into fibromyalgia to say, hey, you know, there's got to be someone out here that's living with this. You know, what can I do to be able to go ahead and get a hold of things and that's when I was able to discover you know what to do for myself where I dived into nutrition, stress management, um, reincorporating movement back into my life, also getting um, sleep um, and rest because those are two different things you know as well Exactly. and also reincorporating movement back into my life and within about roughly four months by me doing all that I was able to go ahead and get off of all the medications I was on, drop my pain down to like a zero or one on the pain scale, which now at this time it's non existent, and then also drop the 50 pounds I gained. And so from there, I'm like, okay, well, how can I help people? Because I was recognizing when I was going to the different doctors and specialists, the people that I was seeing, you know, actually didn't look like me or you. I was seeing a lot of, you know, I'll say white men, and, you know, they really are not familiar with a female's body, you know, a woman's body, and then also to a person of color. And so I was like, you know what, we need support too. We need to have someone that can assist us. And so I went back to school and got my certifications. So I'm a certified health and life coach and also transformational coach. And I'm also a Reiki energy healer as well. And I'm also trauma-informed, too. And so just bringing all those pieces together because of, you know, going through everything, recognizing that it is a lot of lifestyle things that are incorporated when it comes to chronic pain.
1: And so much is a mind-body connection that we hear about more often. And so some of the pieces you were mentioning, you know, like really being able to advocate for yourself and what you're doing now in your career is advocating right. for others.
0: Absolutely. And the thing is that, you know, you, as the saying goes, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so being able to go ahead and even, you know, Through this ordeal, I feel like I became like a doctor, you know, through osmosis because it's like I really was just like studying so many different things and trying to figure out, okay, what can work for me? And one of the biggest things I recognized is that it was not a one-size-fits-all solution. Mm -hmm. You know, so many times that's how it's treated. And so it's like being able to go ahead and share and say, hey, you know what? There are other things that you can look at that are within your control, but oftentimes, you know, you feel out of control because of what's going on with your body.
1: Well, and like you had said too, like making sure that you actually rest. Yes. You know, your body and your mind and Mm -hmm. finding, you know, whether it's spiritual outlets or being able to at least, you know, the nutrition side of things Mm -hmm. and taking that, that, those pieces into your own, like you mentioned, control. Right. And that can so much like have a snowball effect to where you can feel better about other things because you feel like you're, like you're doing something.
0: Right. No, absolutely. And that's the thing. And oftentimes, too, when this stuff happens, you know, you feel out of control. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, as the saying goes, control your controllables. And it's like, okay, well, what can I control? Okay, I can control what I'm putting in my body. I can control, you know, the type of media I'm subscribing to. You know, if you're sitting on watching the news on a loop. That can be very, you know, detrimental to your mental health because oftentimes there's not a lot of, you know, fluff and good, nice stuff that, you know, they're showing. So being able to go ahead and kind of flip the script on that and be like, hey, you know what? I want to hear things that are more positive, even if you're on social media, if you're on like Facebook, Instagram and things like that. A lot of times you're doom scrolling, you know, and so it's like Absolutely. being able to go through and be like, OK, you know what? I can unfriend these people. I can go ahead and block these different pages and things like that, that they're not really contributing to what I want to create for my life.
1: Absolutely. You know, um, so let's talk about like what chronic pain is. Yes. Because I hear the words. I hear what that is is and how it can affect people but but i don't really know what it is when i think about are there people in my life that have and suffer from chronic pain Mm -hmm.
0: and actually believe it or not there's a lot of people are suffering with chronic pain and they're suffering in silence because they don't want to feel like they're a burden to people so they oftentimes don't really talk about it that much they might only say something like when it's really bad Mm -hmm. when they're just like okay normally they're just like okay i'm you know chugging along i can go ahead and do this but then it's the point where it's like okay This is not a good day for me. And so it can be any time where you're having pain, um, consistent pain for more than three months. And so once it goes past that stage, because there is what they call like acute chronic pain, which that's like, that's kind of like the in-between phase. But then once it goes past that, that's when it's now time to look into, okay, what else is going on now? Is there like, is, was an accident, you know, kind of like just being like backtracking really and then seeing, you know, what are the options available after that to then go ahead and move forward. And like I mentioned, in my situation, it was a lot of medication. I did do, you know, physical therapy. I tried acupuncture. So I was trying some different things, but I still didn't know what other options were out there for me until I started to do that deep dive myself.
1: Right. And, you know, we want to be able to embrace what our doctors tell us and embrace science, and it's very important. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, there's other pieces to look at from that, you know, the mental health and having people in your network and having the support that you can get from others, you know, even just within your own life.
0: No, absolutely. And it's really just building your own team, you know, to be quite honest. And I feel like when it comes like working with doctors and things, it should be a collaboration. It shouldn't be a dictatorship. It shouldn't be like, you know, your doctor's (laughs) like, okay, this is what you have to do. And this is how you have to do it. Well, it's like, well, no, you know, we should be able to go out and collaborate and say, hey, you know what? I looked into this, is, could this be a possibility? Like now when I go see my doctor, it's almost kind of comical because I come in and say to him, like, hey, I'm noticing this. Can we do this type of test or this type of test? And he'll be like, okay, like, yeah. And they'll just write it up and I just go. And it's like, you know, more or less, he's like, hey, I I trust you because like, I know what you do. And I know that you're deep into your research and everything and you want to figure out what's going on. So let's go ahead and let's dive in, which is a completely different, you know, than what mm-hmm. it was initially. And so, like, my own primary um, physician, I've been seeing him for, like, 22 years. So he was the one that, like, referred me over to other specialists. And I know the first time I went to go see him in a long time was actually, um, well, I should say, after the pandemic, was um, last August. And I was noticing some things going on in my body. And I was like, hey, you know, can we run these different panels and things like that? And he's like, yes. And he's like, but before you do that, he's like, I just want to talk to you real quick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, okay, what's up? He's like, well, I just want to, you know, actually just apologize to you. And I'm like, well, for what? And he's like, well, I sent you to these different specialists thinking that they could help you. And instead, you were, you know, deteriorating rapidly. And he's like, you know, I needed to apologize to you because he's like, I was doing what I thought was the right thing to do. And he's like, because of your situation, I now actually look at how I prescribe medications now. I don't go initially to, like, that being the first thing. He's like, I actually talk to them a little bit more because he's like, you know, I hear your story. I see you. He's like, you know, I've seen you on different things that you're doing, different podcasts and things like that. And he was like, you know, I appreciate that you don't, you know, you don't bad mouth me. And I'm like, well. You didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, you know, you were doing what you were taught, you know, to do. And I said, you know, and I appreciate you just, you know, mentioning and saying that because at least it shows that, you know, you're seeing me as a person because oftentimes when you are dealing with these different things, you turn into a number you know really quick and you know your your support system starts to get really really small (laughs) and it gets very you know very quickly where I even noticed that too where I didn't have as many people around me you know as I did before but it also you know goes through like you mentioned like with the mental and all those things like that too where you start to realize that there are some people that really shouldn't be in your life you know that they kind of were just there you know whether it's based off of proximity or just you know the time frame of how long you knew them but they might not be the best people you know (laughs) so being able to recognize and have that discernment and being like, okay, you know what, our um, chapter, you know, in this journey is ending. You know, it's that I don't hate you or anything like that. It's like it's just that <laughs> we're in two right. different paths, you know, and it's okay. You go on and be great. I'm gonna always, you know, pray for you and hope that you know hope for the best for you and everything, and kind of taking it from there.
1: And I think that's all really important. Like you said, when you build your own support structure, you know, starting even just in your in your close personal group all Mm -hmm. the way to finding your providers and doctors that that you can communicate well with and that you trust so we'll take a short break and when we come back we'll we'll talk a bit more about about building that team and even what it means to build a financial team around it yes we'll be right back after a short break Mm Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Sarita Valmond, a chronic pain coach and wellness consultant. So Sarita, as we talk through this, you know, when you get a diagnosis or maybe searching for a diagnosis for chronic pain, a lot of different factors come up. And one thing that I know in our world here that we think through with clients is the financial impact absolutely. and so your own journey that you were on probably get informed you of a lot of different ways to look at this of course with the work that we do here you know let's kind of dive into that for for a bit here
0: No, absolutely. Like for me, for example, I kind of had a one up because I did used to do like employee benefits for a for a huge hospital system. So I kind of knew already some of the things to look out for.
1: Yeah, um, that's a great benefit because that's the piece like you had said earlier, like you don't know what you don't know.
0: absolutely so that was where I was like okay let me go ahead and actually you know pull out my book you know kind of actually look at you know what my coverage is like you know am I able to go ahead and see for example different alternative you know medicine providers as well to you know how many times can I see a chiropractor you know Mm -hmm. is massage you know included like looking at all those different pieces because if it's not and depending upon what time of the year it is you know being able to look at like okay are we close to an annual enrollment? For example, can I now go ahead and switch a plan to where I can possibly do like a flexible spending account, where I can now put some money aside that then I can go ahead and be able to go ahead and have this covered. Where if it's not covered through my insurance, at least I have that more or less as a backup plan, you know, for myself. Or depending upon you know what plan I'm on, because I know some plans have like you know the health savings accounts and mm-hmm. things like that as well too. Where then once again, you know, seeing is that going to be able to go ahead and work out for me or not, or even seeing you know if unfortunately you might have to have surgery you know all those things right. like that as well too or now you have to look at downtime and being mm-hmm. like okay if i'm not able to you know work you know what does my employer you know look like does it look like i have you know PTO or different things like that or Down, do i have nothing private
1: insurance and when does that kick in
0: absolutely
1: and i think that whole part of planning like for the flexible spending account and for the health savings account the HSA there's tax benefits involved with yep. that too mm-hmm. and there's different kind of rules or guidelines you have to follow for each of those types of accounts but if you've got if you if you have time to plan which means you probably have something that needs to be taken care of which is always unfortunate but mm-hmm. if you can work that in on the financial side and be able to at least do it in the most tax efficient way and the most efficient way when it comes to taking on your, or taking the benefits from your disability income if, you, if that's gonna be covered. Like you said, accru- accruing PTO if needed, mm-hmm. so you don't have that gap in income.
0: Right, absolutely. A lot of
1: factors to look at.
0: Yes, and I was lucky where I did have you know I had short term disability, I had long term disability. just unfortunately with how things were going, I was out for so long that I did unfortunately end up losing my job. Mm. And so even with having the long term disability, it just is now you know started to become a fight with the long term disability carrier where my doctor literally did like a whole dissertation. Like he showed me what he like <laughs> sent him. He's like, I have never written this much before for a patient ever, and he was like, and they still denied you. Yeah, and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, And so, you know, it's going through that process and even the possibility of having to go through, you know, Social Security. Because I also went through that for a while as well, too, where unfortunately, you know, I went, you know, for the different trials and things like that. And I was not able to get that, you know, so it's just being able to go ahead and look at all those different pieces and seeing how's this going to affect. Or even if, you know, whether you're single or married, you know, as well, too, where mm-hmm. then you got to look at that side of things where it's like, you know, if you guys both have insurance coverages, you know is it doesn't make sense to have a you know one insurance take over the other and the other one's able to you know cover the back end you know as well because sometimes that can happen and sometimes it can't because they might have a clause in there that says hey nope you you have two but this only one is able Mm -hmm. to go ahead Mm -hmm. and take over because that one's you know the one that's basically the um the primary and so being able to like recognize all those different things but often when this stuff happens it is an accident You know, so then you're not able to really, you know, have that time to kind of plan because, of course, you're also very overwhelmed.
1: And you have to make decisions pretty quickly at times, too. You know, especially, like you said, in an accident. You know, I've had my own health journey, I'll call it, Mm -hmm. um, with some different things that have happened and not have been able to make a a decision that was thought out. Mm -hmm. It was the right decision, the best decision, but there wasn't time to actually stop and think through all the different impacts. I wouldn't make a different decision (laughs) looking back at that. So it's not to say that that it was a detrimental situation. Mm -hmm. However, you know, so many of these little factors end up accumulating to be bigger factors. And that's just we aren't always afforded the time
0: no absolutely and that's even the thing with mine that I did have a little bit of time and then I was able to also you know discuss it with my mom as well too because I did end up having shoulder surgery where they had to um, remove bone tip spurs that were actually going into my nerves Mm. and so it's orthopedic surgery and I reached out to my mom to discuss it with her because she was a retired orthopedic nurse so I had that you know that one up once again you know it's like I had those different situations where it's like you know I had someone that I could at least you know talk to to figure out if I should do it yes or no and No, granted... I wouldn't say that I wouldn't have done it. Um, I just wish I would have had more information behind it because unfortunately they didn't tell me that, you know, 3% of the population can lose the motor functions in their right hand. Mm -hmm. And guess who got to be part of that 3%? (laughs) It was me. And so I had to go through the process of like, you know, relearning how to, you know, write, brush my teeth, comb my hair, you know, all those different things like that. But then that's more rehab. Mm -hmm. And then when you're looking at rehab, now, once again, you're going back to your insurance coverage to see, okay, you only have so many rehab visits, you know, depending upon what's going on so it's always you know kind of seeing those different things and seeing, okay is surgery something that could be pushed off is surgery actually necessary you know being able to go ahead and really look at all those different pieces.
1: Well and I'd say too on the front end we've just talked about how things are not always plannable Mm -hmm. Um, they're not always you aren't afforded time but really understanding what are your health insurance benefits especially understanding your work-provided disability income insurance, and will that be enough? Mm-hmm. So we have conversations with clients about that. You know, if you only had what was provided at work, would that be enough? Do you, do you need to have an independent or personally-owned disability income insurance policy? Life insurance is something that everyone's very familiar with, but when it comes to disability income insurance, you know, you're protecting your income in case mm-hmm. of illness or injury is, is very much as important as protecting your financial security for your family if you were to to die die and lose your life no
0: absolutely and that's the thing is with you still being alive but now you're dealing with the you know the unfortunates of you know the aftermath of everything that can be very difficult and t- you know to take a toll you know on your family Mm -hmm. and everything and friends as well too especially like in a marriage and things like that as well where I mean for myself unfortunately I was divorced actually the year prior to my accident but it was still you know communicating things with my ex-husband to just be like hey you know I might need you to take the kids a little bit more Mm -hmm. because I'm not you know in the point to be able to go ahead and really take care of them you know like as they're accustomed to and it did you know take a toll on my children where they just were like so used to Mom being the loving, hugging, you know, touch, you know, touch, kiss, you know, and all those things where it's like, you know, don't touch me because it was just that painful mm-hmm. that I couldn't, you mm-hmm. know, receive that, you know, a hug or anything from them. And it, you know, was was hard on my youngest because she at the time was five when everything was happening. She was like four or five years old. So she was so used to me just being like, you know, being under me yeah. and then being me having to tell her like, you know, no mom, it hurts when you touch mommy and she not understanding, you know, what's going on. So just being able to go ahead and have those conversations as well too.
1: Well, and then having that kind of stress and and impact and also having financial security Mm -hmm. at at a bit of risk or at a lot of risk, depending on what the situation is, you know, can really just also just piling on, having to advocate, having to find your team, Mm -hmm. you know, communicating, building trust and building relationships with your providers is so important and also something that can be so tiresome.
0: Yes. And that's what I was just going to say. It's like, you know, you have to learn how to pace yourself, you know, with all these different things. Because, I mean, there's oftentimes where I was sitting there with, you know, tons of information I'm trying to research and I got a laptop in front of me. But then at the same time, it's like I'm keeling over because I want to go to sleep because I'm on muscle relaxer. So it's like, you know, so it's like you're trying to find, you know, the harmony between it all. And it like I said, it turns into you becoming like a doctor through osmosis if you don't have the right support. And so being able to go ahead and, like you said, you know, building up a support team, you know, even like with myself included, you know, I oftentimes will work with different like doctors and different specialists and things, too. And I'll look at, you know, the information that they're receiving from their doctor and say, hey, you know, let's collaborate. Let's, you know, make this be a team effort because the nine times out of 10, when I when one of my clients is working with me and they're talking to their doctor their doctor gets relieved because they're like, okay, at least I know that you're having the additional support that I'm not able to necessarily give you because I can only see you for 10 to 15 minutes. You know, I can't really go into lifestyle and different things like that. And, you know, looking at the financial because we do have those conversations, too, because I'll say to them like, hey, you know, have you looked at this? Have you seen that these are other options that are out there for you? And some of them, you know, don't even know that. And so sometimes, too, I'll point them over to, like, you know, a financial advisor and be like, hey, you know mm-hmm. what? Let's go ahead and let's have you talk to someone, you know. Whatever month it is, you know, the year, I'm like, hey, it's this month, you know, maybe you have time, you know, you can go ahead and look at this stuff, maybe you can try to plan ahead, especially if your doctor's saying you need to have these different things going on within the year, or do you need to have, you know, injections, physical therapy, like once again, all those different things, the co-pays, you know, all those things that you really don't think about that you do need to have, you know, put to the side, so to speak, so that you don't run into a financial nightmare because unfortunately I did. You know, I did end yeah. up going into that after I, you know, lost my job and everything and had the long term disability removed. Now I'm still, you know, taking care of hospital bills, you know, up until this day that I'm still mm-hmm. trying to, you know, handle because of the time frame that I had that gap of
1: insurance. Right. And that's a uh, that that is like I said, a whole nother pile on and, and longer term impact in addition to the health piece. Right. So let's take a short break, and we will continue the conversation when we come back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor for Ellen Becker Investment Group, and my guest today is Sarita Valmond, Chronic Pain Coach and Wellness Consultant. We've talked about many different topics already in the show. Uh, One thing I would like to maybe take some time for Sarita is to really talk about what the coaching aspect is of what you you how you work with your clients you would are also talked about how you you know help them think through some financial side of things you help them communicate with their doctors you know what are some of the other pieces on a more um, on that individual level being a part of your clients overall team for their chronic pain
0: no absolutely it can be um very broad and sometimes can be very you know kind of you know going right into it so often when I'm talking with them you know I do an initial um, consultation and after that you know I really we just talk about you know what are they actually looking at to work on not only just in this aspect but then also just in life you know like are they a procrastinator, do they worry a lot you know they have fears around different things because often these different things also weave into the emotional aspects because there are emotions that are tied to different parts of the body as well too that if they are not um, addressed will come out as physical pain as well too. And so being able to go ahead and to dive into those different pieces and so you know we will look into that as well and then giving different tips and things that they can do. But the big piece that I, you know, like to mention is of course there is a difference between coaching and therapy. Mm-hmm. And that can sometimes align, can kind of get a little um, misconstrued, just because I'll say to people, like, oh, well, you do therapy. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> it's like, I'm Let's not a therapist. Fair. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot. You know, I know I have to be dangerous, but it's like <laughs> I'm not an actual therapist. And so when it comes to coaching, what we're doing is we're working with you where you're at and trying to help you move forward and kind of just moving the needle, so to speak, so then that way they can go ahead and see some progress. Um, when it comes to working with therapists, oftentimes they're going into things that are from the past, and and then they're trying to you know um work through the healing of that and then mm-hmm. also moving forward where i also use some of the same modalities that they may use as well too whether it's like journaling and things of that nature and being able to go ahead and give them different uh, you know different tools and looking at it that way so it's it's very close but it's still you know different and so that way you know then also too I will talk with, you know, their therapists and things like that as well and say, hey, you know, what kind of treatment plan do you have them on? So then that way we can basically be, like, coordinating, you know, the services that we're providing so that way I'm not overlapping or, you know, also to going against something that they're talking about as well because it's like, you know, you already got enough going on. It's like you're already overwhelmed from all of this. Like the goal is to take away some of that overwhelm to really be able to go ahead and give you, you know, back that control for yourself and for you to be, you know, more empowered and be able to make those better decisions for yourself.
1: And therapists have a whole different curriculum. Correct. They have a whole different certification process. And so I think that is really important that you do acknowledge and make sure your clients understand that difference and your potential clients understand that difference. Right, absolutely. That's great. So so then when you mention some of the different things that you do work with clients on, I can imagine it helps for them to feel like they actually have um, – like a stake in the in the game, they're actually able to do something instead of just being told things about themselves. Like from medical professionals, which is incredibly important. Also, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is no kind of knock on on the medical professionals, right. but just how to really feel like you're a part of things as that person that needs the healing, needs the um, di- you know the, the post diagnosis, you know, mm-hmm. needs that treatment plan.
0: No, absolutely. And that's the big piece as well, too, where it's like, you know, being feeling better and feeling more secure and even being able to feel safe in your body. Because oftentimes, you know, when you're going through all these different things, you start to not feel safe. You know, you start to feel like your body is working against you. And so being able to go ahead and say, hey, you know what? Yes, these things are happening, you know, acknowledging, you know, of course, that the stuff is happening, not trying to, you know, have the the good old toxic positivity or anything like that being like, okay, you know, yes, this is happening. Well, let's go ahead and let's look at, you know, for example, like your nervous system. You know, often with these things that are going on, your nervous system becomes out of whack. And so therefore, then, yes, you start to not feel safe in your body. So being able to dial back in and being like, OK, let's go ahead. Let's look at breath work, for example. Let's look at meditation. Let's look at these different things to help you out. Let's look at the vagus nerve, for example. There's different things that you can do there that can help to go ahead and just really, you know, calm the nervous system down because once you're able to go ahead and do that, then you can start doing, you know, some of the, and I hate to say heavy lifting because we're talking about pain, but, you know, <laughs> being able to go ahead and do like the the heavier things, you know, so to speak, to be able to go ahead and move um, things forward in the healing journey. And so that's why I say, you know, it's not a, it's not pretty, you know, it can get really ugly really quick. And the thing, though, is that being able to work with someone that gets it and understands and that's been there and knows that there are going to be some dark times. There are going to be situations where you're going to be, you know, looking at it and being like, you know, wow, I can't see the other side of this. Like, I don't see the light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. And being that person, that support system for them and saying, hey, you know what, I get it. I remember when I was going through X, Y, Z. This is mm-hmm. what was this is what assisted me. Let's go ahead and let's try this and maybe it will work. Maybe it won't. And that's the nice thing that, you know, where you are able to go ahead and take that time to see what options are available for you and seeing like, is this going to work? Mm-hmm. I know one thing that I say often for, um for example, with some of my um my male clients and knock to knock, not to knock you guys. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> but often they're like, you know, I don't want to do journaling. I don't want to write a book. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. do those things. And so I say, OK fair enough. And I'm like, well, we all got these things that we have with us. That's called a phone. Yeah. So you can go ahead and do voice notes. And so I'll have them go ahead and start off doing voice notes. And what becomes so funny is that then later on down the line, they'll be in a session with me and they'll pull out a notebook. And I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing over there? What's what's going on? They're Like, oh, well, you know, I've just decided to start writing. And I'm like, really? (laughs) really where did that come from they're like and then you know I kind of like just joke with them but it's like you know I like to see those moments happen where they're like you know what I'm now feeling more comfortable with myself or you know I don't want to just keep talking in my phone I do want to go ahead and write this stuff out and I do see now why you're saying for me to go ahead and write it out because it's another way of me you know moving my body and kind of moving that energy out so even though you know whether you talk or you write it's really just finding that you know finding the harmony of what works best for you.
1: And what's really interesting in that example is that it it shows how important a personalized plan. Yes. Right. And and actually thinking it thinking of it as a journey. So it wasn't only you have to journal or nothing. Right. Right. It's okay, journaling means that you're getting those thoughts and emotions and feelings and questions and ideas like out of just being inside your head mm-hmm. and so you can do that in a voice memo you can do that on a pen and paper mm-hmm. um, Whatever's going to work to get you started and I agree the pen and paper is probably the best and I also mm-hmm. know that you know as much as I know that that's not the first thing I ever go to either right I will tell myself I love mm-hmm. to journal I'll tell myself that's the best thing to do and I'll find a few other things to do before I I go to that so I think again that how important a personalized plan is you know it's similar to what we do here is very individualized for our clients because it's not a one-size-fits-all everyone has their own history their own goals their own journey that they're going to be on and to have the people that support you along the way and help you really continue to move forward in the ways that are going to work for you
0: no absolutely and also too, being okay to say hey you know what maybe this isn't working you know maybe we need to go a different direction mm-hmm. and being okay with that as well too because it's not a you know the end-all be-all you know when it comes to any of these things because you know you might start working on one aspect of it and, be, and realize that you've opened up a whole nother can of worms you know right. so to speak and now it's like okay let's go ahead and let's do the good old word of 2020 pivot and yeah. find another way that we can go ahead and make things happen like even with you know talking about that even doing like video recordings as well too I've had some clients have done that because in that way they can kind of even look at themselves and see, okay, wow, this is what I was looking at this time and now I can actually see the progression of what I've been doing as well too. So that's also a nice aspect as well to be able to go ahead and just kind of watch how things are able to go ahead and move forward.
1: I think that's a part of coaching mm-hmm. as well that um, that that is important to be able to help a client see and uh, and respect themselves and the work that they've done because sometimes sometimes in our journey's, our changes are, are, are slow and they're Mm -hmm. small and to have a cheerleader on the side, you know, a coach on, you know, on the side with you to be able to say, do you see how far you've come? Yeah. You know, it's a lot farther than, than, you know, let's take a second and acknowledge this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's something that's really important and can really help give people momentum to, to keep going or to at least maintain how far they've gotten.
0: No, absolutely. And that's one of the big things. I actually do that at every session. Like I ask, you know, that's one of the first things I say, you know, what went well this week? Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm, and I said, and I say to them all the time, I'm like, do I don't want you going to that pity party. We are not going there. I said, we might get there, but I said, right now <laughs> we're going to go ahead and Let's acknowledge yeah. all the things that you've done, you know, well this week. And even if they're just like, well, I just got to make my bed. That's huge mm-hmm. because being able to go ahead when you're in pain and being able to make your bed or being able to take a shower Yeah, you don't realize how much you take those things for granted until those are something that you know, you're not able to do without assistance. Mm -hmm. And so if you're able to go ahead and do that, or being able to say, hey, you know what, I didn't need to, I had assistance, but I didn't need as much. You know, those are just those different things where it's like it's okay to, you know, to ask for help because I don't want to be a situation either. They're like, oh, well, you know, I did all these things. And I'm like, well, no, now you're also in a pain flare because you just did like all (laughs) these. It's like, you know, you still got to pace yourself and see and being able like I said, teach those different skills as well, because those are things that unfortunately are just not, you know, a lot of the time frame when you're dealing with, you know, um, going with different doctors, you know, visits and things like that. Because like I said, that 10 to 15 minute time frame, there's only so much that right. you can really go into. And as we said, you know, definitely not knocking any doctors or anything like that. It's like this is all collaborative efforts and being able to go ahead and make sure that the patient is getting really, you know, patient slash client, however you want to say. So often mind turned into family, you know, as well, too. Because <laughs> then we're just, you know, always staying in contact with each other and checking on things and making sure you're good. Yeah,
1: I think that that's really great that that how – how people you work with become almost like family. Mm -hmm. I know what that feels like. Yes. Mm -hmm. We'll take a short break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Sarita Valmond, chronic pain coach and wellness consultant. So Sarita, we've talked about a lot of different things today about chronic pain and finding your team mm-hmm. and building your team and ways to advocate and to get advocates and mm-hmm. communicating and feeling in control. Um, if somebody was in chronic pain or knows someone in chronic pain, what are some of the best steps for them in order to like find that right fit, find, build their team, questions mm-hmm. to ask, things like that?
0: Well, definitely, I would say as far as like the different questions to ask, you know, number one, have you dealt with someone that has X, Y, Z? You know, because that can be a big, you know, piece right there. Because as I, you know, we were kind of talking briefly that, you know, I believe in being, you know, a million percent honest. And I will say to people, you know what, I don't have familiarity with this. Mm -hmm. You know, I... I'm I can you know it's like let's go ahead and talk about further but also too then I can also say hey you know what I don't think we're right fit you know but I do know other coaches that could potentially you know assist you in the area that you're looking at let me go ahead and get you over to that person you know I'm a firm believer in that it's like I don't feel like I'm the coach for everyone because that's not you know that's you right. know just being realistic you mm-hmm. know everyone's in different phases of their journey and so being able to also recognize that as well, too, because some might think that, you know, what I'm doing is just, you know, a farce, you know, that they don't believe in the things that are going on. And that's OK Then that I'm not for you. You know, it's really a person that, you know, number one, do you believe that you can heal? You know, it's often something that I ask, you know, people as like a, you know, just a kind of a preliminary question, you know, to be able to go ahead and do that and even just having like an actual interview. Because, I mean, it's just like you're starting up any kind of a relationship, you know, right. to be honest. Like, you know, you go on a first date, you have those questions <laughs> that you ask. You know, it's really a similar thing where it's like, you know, you go in with your list of questions and things. And sometimes I'll even ask them, you know, additional things. And I'll say, hey, you know, well, you didn't ask me about this. And they're like, I didn't think about them. Like, and that sometimes turns them to because like, Ooh, like you're thinking about stuff I'm not even thinking right. about. I do want to work with you because you are, you know, you're already kind of like on top of things. You're thinking about things for me. Which is a good thing as well. But I would say that those are definitely, like, just some of those preliminary things and just saying, you know, what is your background? You know, how long have you been doing these different things? You know, yes, you know, for myself, for example, I've been coaching now for about three years. But, I mean, like I said before, the life you know my life experience is the thing that kind of pulls into everything that I'm doing as well and it's not a you know it's not one thing and I'll say to people all the time I'm like I've had an assorted life so I said you can throw something at me and I can probably have an answer for it and you'll be shocked because it's just that you know I've had all these different you know things occur but that's okay. And so sometimes it could be, you know, your experience could also, you know, overplay the um, your life experience could sometimes overplay the amount of years of, you know, quote unquote schooling and things like that as well. It's just like when you're in a career, you know, for example, sometimes when you come out of, you know, and you're looking at jobs and they say, we want you to have like 10 to 20 years of experience and you're, you know, you just graduated college. It's like, well, you know, so being able to go ahead and look at those different things and it might be that you've had that experience with your life and then now you're able to go ahead and use it as well, too.
1: Yeah, I think that that finding that right fit and that connection Mm -hmm. um, is really important. So if if someone is looking for a coach, you know, it is worthwhile to to talk to a a couple people Mm -hmm. and and be able to find the person that you trust. You know, that's what we do here at Allen Becker. We have our initial meetings where we get to know each other before we start any kind of relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, where they, they have a chance to share their story and what they're looking for. And we have a chance to share our services and really come together on whether or not, it would make sense to, to do work together, and, and like you said, you know, we do referrals to the, the subject matter experts that we mm-hmm. don't have either in our firm or that we don't um, have the capacity to, to work on here, and that's where having that extended network to really continue to help people and inter- do those introductions is important.
0: No, absolutely, and that's why I say you no, know, it's, it's really collaboration above anything. And once you're able to go ahead and collaborate and kind of realize that, then it's like, wow. And I feel like it also, too, removes some of the pressure off of, you know, patient, client, however, you, whatever verbiage you use, you yeah. know, as far as who you're working with as well. Because now they're like, okay, I have all these other people that are really on my side. Yeah. You know, it's like I have an actual team that's really, you know, looking out for me that really wants me to get well. They're not looking at me as just being a number. Yep.
1: Yeah. and that can help that person, that client, that patient really feel so much relief and more cared for and more important and like they matter yes and that they're heard Mm -hmm. all those things that can really help how they feel about themselves and about about their ability to heal and Mm -hmm. about what the future may hold could be a total turnaround from before building that team and having the providers and doctors and coaches and therapists that they actually trust and feel safe with
0: yes absolutely
1: yeah, I think that that's all um, just so important. And I think as we've e- I've evolved, I was going <laughs> to say, but as we've just kind of come through so many different things in these last handful of years, decades of years, right, mm-hmm. that there's just more that we know about the importance of of that mind, body, spiritual connection mm-hmm. that's important.
0: No, absolutely, and that's actually ties into what I was going to also mention, too, is that, you know, when you're looking for different people to work with as well, seeing how, um, you know, how often are they actually, like, going in and looking at research and things like that, too, because mm-hmm. I'm a person, like, I actually set up Google Alerts. So that way I'm notified every time something's changing Mm -hmm. when it comes to like chronic pain things. And that way I can read about it and then be able to go ahead and come back to my clients and say, hey, you know, have you heard about this? Like, this is something that I just, you know, found out some more information about. I'm diving into it because I remember we had a conversation, you know, at X amount of time that you're mentioning this. And so now I'm seeing that some research is coming out about this. You know, here you go. And that's something too that, you know, for me is a big piece where it's like, okay, you are staying on top of things because there are some people that are not on top of the different like regulations and things like that that are going on as well so I feel like that also just adds an additional level of comfort you know to know like okay this person really is you know paying attention to me they are listening to me they're actually researching Mm -hmm. more about you know what's going on with me to see what other alternatives are out there and seeing if this is something that could help me more
1: yeah that is an important piece when you look at any any type of relationship or provider is to know that they're paying attention. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's a lot of different va- variations of what that means, you know, right. for like for what we do. We've got continu- continuing education. Yes. credits that are required, so that's mm-hmm. one piece of it, but on top of that is just um being able to 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 read read and listen and mm-hmm research and pay attention.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, with us, we don't actually have like CEUs per se, mm-hmm. but I still do those. Right. You know, just for myself, just because I'm like, okay, I want to stay on top of things. Like I, I always jokingly call myself like the biggest nerd because it's like, I love watching <laughs> documentaries. I love, you know, I have like all the books, you know, I'm listening to the podcast. I'm like, you know, diving into different, you know, research and things as well. So then that way I can go ahead and make sure that you know, everything is fine for my clients. You know, yeah. that they're, they're the top thing but then also too it also something that I'm able to go ahead and help myself with as well
1: that's great yeah. well Sarita uh, we'll, we'll need to wrap up now <laughs> so how can people find you or, or learn more about you
0: well, they can definitely reach out to me on my social media. So, for example, my Instagram is I am chronically resilient. So that's actually all spelled out, which is also my business name as well, too. I'm also located on Facebook as well, which that is just Sarita Valmond. I am also on a platform that's called Heal.me where you can actually put my name in there as well too. And that's where I'm, it's actually my booking site. So you can go ahead and right now, um, depending upon when we're, we're listening to this, I do have <laughs> sometimes like different specials that are running throughout the different months, depending upon what kind of things are going on. Um, so for example, because it's June, I had like stuff for Men's Health Month um, sure. because it is, you know, for men. So that way they can recognize that, yes, they need support as well too. So come on through, you know, so I can help. Um, also too, um, if you're, um, in the local area, I am also on the radio too. So I'm on JAMA 98.3 where I have a segment on there called, that's what she said. And that's a, uh, one minute, you know, segment that just gives, you know, motivation, you know, encouragement, different tips and things like that when it comes like lifestyle and self care and more. So that's another thing that I'm also doing. And then I'm in the process right now of getting ready to actually release a, um, a group course that's called the alleviation agenda which is an eight-week intro to Holistic Pain Management. So they can also reach out to me that way as well. I'll provide my phone number because it's really my number, so they can really text or call, which that's going to be 262-207-4067. That's 262-207-4067. And then my website actually is going to be up next month. Which that will be, I'm chronicallyresilient.com. So that way it's easy, you That's know, great. easy yep. for you to be able to go ahead and reach out to me. So there's multiple different ways. If you reach out to me on social media, you can just go ahead and, as the kids say, hit me in the DM. You know, I can go <laughs> ahead and be able to respond to you that way as well too.
1: Thank you so much for today. This has been just great, and I really appreciate you. And I'd like to remind our listeners that Money Sense airs on Saturdays from two. To 3 p.m. and on Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. And if you liked today's show and you want to know more, you can visit www.allenbecker.com or call us at 262-691-3200. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being with this show. And remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.